You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jenna Sargent, online and social media editor at SD Times. In this episode, we're speaking to psychologist Jen Aquilian about developer burnout and just about mental health in general. I will let Jen introduce herself and then we'll get right into the topic. I am a psychologist and founder of Growth Coaching Institute, and I have been working with professionals in the tech industry since 2015 on a variety of different issues, but stress and burnout and mental wellness being something that comes up quite often. So have you been noticing that there have been more cases overall of developers experiencing burnout since the pandemic started? And if so, why do you think that is? Absolutely. And not just developers, but everyone in general. Yes. So what I've found that is that even while the pandemic itself might not be directly impacting a professional, um, that is, the job seems secure, the health is okay, everything in life might even seem pretty as usual, life as usual, Um, it does kind of resurface or unsurface a lot of other issues in one's life uh, that may otherwise have gone unnoticed or been less concerning or just not been as in the forefront of one's mind. And what's interesting about this is I think there's a pretty big degree of judgment around this. So I've heard a lot of people saying, I don't know why I'm struggling so much. You know, everything seems to be okay for me. A lot of other people are struggling more, but I'm fortunate to have a secure job. And, you know, I, I already worked remotely or now I work remotely and everything seems to be okay. So why am I struggling? And sort of comparing to other people that are less fortunate. And so there's this degree of sort of judgment and guilt tied to it. But yes, I just developers like everyone else in the world right now, it's a hard time and people are struggling more than usual. Absolutely. What are some of the like the symptoms of burnout that people should be on the lookout for? Yeah, so just to to kind of review burnout is this idea of exposure to stress um, for an extended period of time. So we're all, as humans, used to being faced with stressful situations or periods of stress. That's pretty normal for anyone. But when you are in this state of of stress for a long period of time, that's what we talk about with burnout. So when, when we are stressed or very anxious, our bodies are preparing us to you know, flee from something scary like a bear historically. Um, So our bodies are functioning in the state of, you know, fight or flight, as as a lot of people refer it to. And when that happens over an extended period of time, our cortisol levels um, increase and sort of impact the way that the brain is functioning and have all these different impacts on us. And what we see when we talk about, quote unquote, burnout is sort of a physical, emotional, or, and or cognitive exhaustion, or what we call mental exhaustion. And <clears throat> this results in sort of a struggle to motivate or execute on our work, or in general, perform at we know is our best. 
And it leads to symptoms of depression and anxiety, excuse me, the depression being sort of this experience of apathy or lack of interest in things that we normally, you know, find inspiring or interesting or we're, you know, um, want to spend our time doing. And then the anxiety piece, of course, being this ongoing worry or concern, this very uncomfortable physical, you know, mental, emotional state that we exist in sometimes for an extended period of time. For those that are feeling burnt out or are generally just struggling with their overall mental health, what are some coping strategies that people can practice? This is a great question at any time, but particularly right now. The one that I really try to drive home with my clients and when I speak at events um, and for anyone who asks is sleep. So we need to be focused on our sleep right now and working with developers and professionals in tech for a number of years, this has always been something that I highlight and really try to drive home, but particularly right now when everyone seems to be struggling to some degree or another. In the industry, we get used to this idea of we work long hours, that's what's accepted, that's kind of the norm. For a variety of reasons, professionals are not sleeping a lot, whether they you know, have difficulty sleeping or the expectations of their job result in long hours where there's less time to sleep. But <clears throat> the impact of not getting enough sleep is huge. And if we're struggling with burnout or stress or really anything that falls under, you know, mental, emotional, physical health, the first place I direct people to is to look at their sleep. And, you know, you can Google the impact of sleep on these different areas or sleep research and learn all of the different ways that it's impacting us. But if we're you know, struggling, um, feeling very stressed, feeling burned out, then the first thing that should get our attention is sleep, making sure we're sleeping enough, but also that the quality of sleep is consistent and healthy. Um, There are a lot of different ways to approach this. Um, You know, one of the first ways I would suggest is just kind of monitoring your sleep and trying to get into a consistent habit. Um, consistent hours, consistent bedtime, wake up time. Um, And then if it's difficult to find this consistency, exploring why. And if you're putting in place the many, many um, suggestions that you can find with a simple search for how to improve your sleep, and it's not improving, then giving that more attention. For example, one of the kind of classic examples is I think everyone's heard, don't, don't be in front of screens for before you go to sleep. Um, generally speaking, they say two hours before you sleep, try to disconnect from um, some screens. And I've had a lot of people tell me, well, I have no trouble falling asleep and I use my phone up until the minutes before I go to sleep. And there's a little bit of a misunderstanding here because it's not that being in front of screens prevents you from falling asleep. It actually has an impact on the depth at which you fall into different 
um, phases of sleep. So if you're not falling into a deep sleep because of the way the light is impacting the brain, then you're going to wake up feeling less rested, um, even if you aren't having trouble falling asleep or staying asleep or, um, you know, getting the full amount of sleep. So sleep is number one. Um, Number two, generally speaking, self-care. And sleep falls under self-care. But what I really think is important right now, especially for tech professionals right now or anytime, is making sure you're taking breaks and time off. Your brain is not going to be functioning at its best if you are constantly um, in front of your workload, um, especially if it's stressful. So it doesn't mean you need to take a two-week-long vacation or a sabbatical, but making sure you're taking breaks throughout the day, even if they're 15-minute breaks, um, and utilizing them in a way that's healthy, like you know, taking, um, you know, stretching or eating healthy food or going for a walk, um, is going to have a really big impact not only on your mental wellness but on your productivity and your um, performance as well. And I want to add in one um, last thing and. This is uh, kind of the way that I like to frame it, but it's managing your attention. So if you are focused on the pandemic or the news all day, or if you're focused on a stressful thing at work or something that's on fire all day or for hours, sometimes weeks, sometimes months, sometimes years for people, um, the feelings that you have associated to what you are attending to follows. So if you focus um, for 15 minutes on a podcast or a video game or something, you know, a walk, something that leads to less anxiety and stress, during that 15 minutes, you're going to reset and have a break from the anxiety and stress. So a lot of people right now, understandably, are focused on the state of the world, you know, fires, pandemic, uh, protests, uh, you know, election. Every, everything that's going on and there's so much and it is so accessible to be focused on it and to read about it and watch it and worry about it. And not to suggest that you shouldn't, but if you do all day, every day, your body is going to remain in that state of fight or flight, which is not going to be healthy for you, Um, especially if you want to take action on those things and have sort of an impact. Um, in a way that would be productive. So you have to not only take breaks, but when I say take breaks, I mean, put your attention elsewhere. And it can be on, you know, anything else. This is the idea of mindfulness, um, paying attention to where your thoughts are going, where you're focused. And when you take a break, let that be a break in your attention um, from whatever you're focused on that causes a lot of difficulties for you and keeps you in sort of that state of, of panic for a lot of people. Do you think that teams have started to become more aware of mental health struggles recently and are trying to kind of um, take action to help each other out? Yeah, I mean, I I see a lot of teams and companies and organizations and people in general uh, bringing more awareness to this topic. It's I find it hard to not at this point in time. It's it's just so in our faces, and it's almost silly not to give it attention right now, especially. Um, and and other teams, I don't see this is still kind of being brushed under the rug, which um, is surprising to me because even if you're 
you know, an executive or a, a company leader and your primary, you know, goal is to have a team that's being extremely productive and executing and performing really well, that leaving out this area is, is hurting you. So I think people are starting to get it. Definitely in 2020, as it's so in our faces, um, how the pandemic and everything going on is impacting us, it's really hard to ignore. So there is more attention. There has been more attention in recent years. Um, It's growing and hopefully, you know, it'll continue to grow because this is an area that impacts most of us. And so it, it needs more attention. Are there any specific things that managers can do to help kind of ease the burden off their employees or things that coworkers can do to help each other out? Yeah, it's a good question. I love working with leaders um, for one reason, for, for exactly this, because leaders are in a unique position to model for their teammates and their reports and everyone they work with um, what you know, some healthy behavior boundaries, et cetera, looks like. So anything that a manager is putting in place for themselves that they can make visible to other people on their team is going to be this added level of support that I think uh, a lot of people sort of undermine. So if as a leader or a manager, you are, you know, taking healthy breaks and you're making this visible to your team, whether you're telling them you're taking a break, putting it on your calendar, showing that you as the manager are taking these steps, it's making it more likely that teammates are going to see that and feel like it's okay to do the same. So I work with a lot of companies who have, you know, for example, unlimited vacation. And this sounds great when you say it. Everyone can take as much vacation as they need. But when all of the leaders in your company are working 24-7 year-round without taking a break, people do not feel safe or comfortable taking the time off that they need. Whereas a leader who is making visible that I'm taking time off, especially if they're saying why, that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little burned out, I need to take care of myself. Um, this not only makes a leader more human, but it sort of gives permission for people to do on the team to do the same for themselves. Um, I also think it's really valuable to just, and I sort of just touched on this, is be vulnerable. Um, Being vulnerable, um, self-disclosing where you're at, like I just mentioned, not only builds trust um, between yourself and your team, um, but like I said, also sort of models that you're human and therefore it's okay if someone on the team is struggling for them to speak up about it or to ask for what they need. So managers, leaders are in a really unique situation to have a huge impact on the people around them while they take care of themselves, which is just, I think, more of an argument that this needs to be focused on, especially by leaders who are, you know, leading other professionals. Do you have any, like, favorite go-to resources that you recommend to people who are struggling with these sort of issues? I get asked this a lot, and I, you know, over the years have compiled a different list of books, and um, we'll direct people to Open Sourcing Mental Illness, which is a nonprofit organization that gives a lot of attention to this and has done some research thing, um, since 2014. 
But there's also so much available online. And because it's sort of low risk, um, it, it's, it's um, you know, if you, what I suggest is that people start doing some research around mindfulness. So um, there's so much online. I really haven't found anything that's damaging. And the idea is, you know, we need to improve our awareness. So we need to grasp the general premise of mindfulness, which if you Google, you can read all about it. And, you know, I don't think there's anything fancy that you need behind the general concept. And we just need to put it in place. So what that looks like is focusing on where your mind is going. If your mind is focused on something difficult and you're feeling anxious, just notice that. Um, That's all you have to do. Just pay attention um, to where your mind goes and how it impacts you. And that's the huge, big first step um, that I think is the most difficult because as humans growing up in this society, we're so disconnected from where our cognitive attention goes to, how it makes us feel. And therefore, we sort of exist as this human race that is really um, like dominated by our emotional experience. And what we want to see is where we as individuals, as humans are more masters of our emotions rather than servants to our emotions. And it's a life changing switch. And that's why mindfulness and everything that kind of falls under that right now is gaining so much traction because um, that's what's keeping a lot of us stuck. If we don't realize we're burning out or we realize we're burning out, but we don't know why, and we just keep getting stuck in this loop of being focused on things that are really hard and our bodies, our brains, our emotions, not being able to manage it, we kind of go down the spiral and what I call the rabbit hole and we can stay in that indefinitely. But when the only you know, um, only thing we really need to do is pay attention to it and not judge it that we can say, Oh, I'm feeling really anxious. Why am I feeling anxious? Oh, it's because I've been focused on this thing, um, that's on fire at work, or I've been focused on the latest, um, you know, pandemic news. And what do I want to do with that? The first step is just, you don't have to do anything. You just have to notice it and sit with the discomfort and not judge it as right, wrong, good, or bad. And this is the idea of mindfulness. If you want to take more action on it, there's lots of things you can do and you can read them. You know, there's tons of blogs and books and all sorts of resources out there. But the biggest impact first step is just paying attention to it, bringing more awareness and not judging anything as good, bad, right, or wrong. I'm struggling right now. Why am I struggling? Here's where I've been focusing. That's okay. It's where I'm at right now. You know, let's figure out what I want to do with it moving forward. But right now, I just have to sit and notice that this is where all of this discomfort and hard feelings are coming from. And I'll say one last thing to that point. You know, a lot of us are struggling right now because there's this you know, the uncertainty in the world is just in our faces. And we've always lived in a world of uncertainty, but we've kind of grown accustomed to creating a lot of comfort and security in our lives. And so when something like a pandemic is in our face, and it's so overwhelmingly clear that we don't have control, and there is not a level of certainty, we feel very, very uncomfortable. 
And no one taught us what to do with this discomfort. And so we distract ourselves by working long days. And that's what I'm noticing is developers are just working longer and longer hours to sort of escape this discomfort of everything going on in the world. And, you know, that's, that's not the healthiest way to approach it. If we can just sit with the discomfort and say, this is where I'm at right now. It doesn't feel great. And I don't have to do anything about it right now, but just sit and pay attention to it and feel all the really hard feelings. That is the best I can do for myself right now. I know your company, Growth Coaching Institute, does training for companies around mental health, among other things. Can you talk a little bit about those services um, so that people can check it out if they're interested? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Growth Coaching Institute offers um, a variety of different services, the main one being individual coaching. Um, So I spend most of my time working individually with professionals in the industry. And, um, you know, sometimes people reach out individually and I work with them. Sometimes companies come to me and ask me to work with their developer team, for example, or their executive team. And it's, you know, confidential one-on-one coaching that is driven by the individual, not by me, not by the company. So where is the biggest area, um, the most relevant area um, that would be valuable to that individual at any given session to focus on and not surprisingly stress and, and, uh, you know, burnout come up quite a bit. So the coaching is one aspect, but uh, we also offer um, team sort of programming. So, you know, previously before 2020, where we would travel to um, work with teams in person, do different um, sort of training exercises around effective communication or, um, you know, monitoring, regulating our emotions. Um mindfulness, a whole feedback processes uh, will help with as well. And of course, we do those now um, remotely. But it's it's also um, my co-founder, Lisa Nielsen, does a lot of employee engagement, con- consulting for companies and, you know, vision, uh, mission, vision, values, sort of um, working with companies in that respect, too. So it's kind of a wide range of different supports with coaching being the primary um, service that's being offered right now, especially, and of course, remotely. It was already offered remotely, but um, uh, it's kind of the the way of the times right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, I will include a link to that in the episode description, as well as links to some of the other resources uh, we talked about. Are there any other final things you wanted to mention before we end this episode? Yeah, um, you know, I've been speaking at, at conferences this year. It's an interesting time to be speaking at conferences, uh, uh, just times in the world. But, um, uh, you know, one thing I've been saying and trying to s- drive home is that whatever you're experiencing right now, 2020, moving forward, it's okay. You're not alone. A lot of people are having a hard time right now. Some people aren't, and then they feel guilty about that. You know, some people, it's life as usual. Whatever your experience is in 2020, and at any point, generally speaking, 
it's okay and you're not alone and there's no right or wrong, good or bad. If things are hard, you know, there are ways to reach out and ask for help or to, you know, look into resources yourself. Um, if you can't access, um, you know, sort of researching what there is out there for yourself, there are, you know, lots of people who can help with that, not just coaches and therapists, which I would say, you know, even if you work with someone short term, it doesn't need to be this lengthy process. Maybe you just meet with someone a time or two to get back on track or to figure out what to do moving forward. And that, you know, I believe is a is a hugely valuable um, use of resources. Um, but there are a lot of people, you know, in our lives too, on our teams, our managers, um, friends, family. So you're not alone. And if you're struggling, you know, reach out to someone. If you, if you're still struggling to move forward and figure out what to do to sort of get back on track, you know, there are always professionals who do this kind of work who, who can help you with that. Even if, like I said, it's sort of a, an ad hoc one-off reach reach out. So um, even if you're panicking, it's okay. It's temporary. Things will get better. Then they'll get worse again, as is life. And the hardest part about struggling is that we judge it and focus too heavily on it to the point where we kind of spiral into a rabbit hole that we can't get out of. So it's okay. Wherever you're at right now, it's okay. Um, you can do it and you're not alone. Yeah, that's like so important to remember because I feel like so many people are in the same boat right now um, with their mental health, even if they never really had issues with dealing with stress before. Um, I think we're all kind of trying to trying to get by. Absolutely. And it's easy to forget that, you know, it feels very isolated, isolating, like we're very alone, um, which is, is not helpful when we're having a hard time. So just remember, wherever you're at, you're not alone, and you got this. And if you don't feel like you got this, you know, there are people out there to help you, you know, get back on track. Um, But regardless, you know, it's going to be, um, you're probably not going to be attacked by the bear that your body thinks you are running from. It doesn't mean it should be ignored or not given attention. Things are hard right now, especially they'll be hard at some point in the future in your life as well. And, you know, we're human. So we have to decide what to do with that, what to do with hard emotional experiences, hard experiences in any regard, um, you know, and, and figure out how to manage that because we're human and life is hard. Life is uncertain. Yeah, absolutely. I hope everyone can take away something from this episode. Even if you yourself aren't struggling right now, you might know someone who is. So whatever the case is, I hope the information you gained from this episode was valuable. As always, you can follow SD Times on social media if you have any questions or suggestions or ideas for future episodes. We're on Twitter as SD Times and on Instagram as SD Times Mag. I want to give another super big thank you to Jen for taking the time to talk to us. This has been What the Dev. What the Dev.